Well, hello, church, and Merry Christmas, and if I might add, go Cyclones! All right, do we know what I'm talking about here? Yeah! Woo! All right, all right. Hey, listen, I, I, I cheer for the toppers. My kids are at Science Hill, but I was born a Cyclone. I will die a Cyclone. Way to go. In case you don't know, Elizabethan won the state championship football game yesterday. It was amazing. So I don't know what you were doing from 4 to 6 last night, but I was watching Elizabethan just roll over whoever that other team was. I don't even remember. It was amazing. So uh, good day. Good day to be a Cyclone uh, here. Uh, listen, it's a good day to be here worshiping. I love this day, the day the decorations are finally in place and the choir is here and the orchestra is here and the worship band is here and the singers are here and in just a minute the little kids are going to be up here singing in case you wonder what this was for we got the elementary and preschool kids going to be out here in a second and they're fantastic I got to hear them first hour so don't worry I'm going to talk super fast because I know like once you know that's coming you don't even want to hear what I have to say so I promise I'll be super quick uh, listen, I hope you're getting ready uh, for the Christmas season. Uh, I hope it's already been blessed for you, and I hope you got a plan. I will, will say, I hope you got a plan how to make a difference this Christmas. I think one thing that's kind of, it's healthy for me every Christmas is just to kind of think, how am I going to make sure that I add value to the world this Christmas season? Maybe you're going to host a party for people that you think might be lonely or lost or don't know Jesus, and you're just going to show them a little love and then invite them with you to Christmas Eve. That'd be an awesome way. Uh, maybe you're going to be one of our bell ringers. Uh, we need about 30 more people to do, uh, we do bell ringing for Salvation Army December 14th um, all day long at the mall. You've already heard about this in the thing. Um, you know, Salvation Army does so much good in our community, and like a huge percentage of their budget comes from this, you know, just once a year bell ringing thing, and we try to be partners with them. If you want to sign up for that, uh, you can do it online. We've got a link here, fcc-jc.org slash bell. Can you put that on the screen so I don't have to remember it? I think it's up there. Yeah, there it is, right there. You go there. You can do it like right now on your smartphone. I'll probably bore you anyway. So you could just do that. Whip out your smartphone. Sign up right now to be a bell ringer on the 14th. Or you can go by the atrium and, uh, and sign up down there. So I hope you've got a strategy of how you're going to make a difference in somebody's life uh, this Christmas. And that might just be it. All right. Once upon a Christmas. We're telling the stories of Christmas. Somebody came up to me last week. They said uh, their Christmas story is the year they got three crockpots. Uh, they, they wanted a crockpot, so that was good news, but they'd forgotten how many people they had told that they wanted a crockpot. And apparently that year they listened. Apparently they didn't usually, but that year everybody listened. And so sure enough, Christmas morning they got to unwrap three crockpots. I suppose better three than none, I guess. But anyways, that was their Christmas story. And of course, there's the Christmas story, you know, the one about Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the baby and all that and saving the world and all that. Uh, what we're trying to do this year, though, is tell some of the little Christmas stories that are part of the big Christmas story in such a way that the telling of the little Christmas story helps us to see a little bit more that we might have missed about the big Christmas story. Uh, last week, we told Herod's version of the Christmas story. And if you don't know Herod's version of the Christmas story, you might want to check it out. Uh, you can go uh, find it online or go pick up a CD uh, down in the atrium because you might be curious. You might be surprised at Herod's take on the Christmas story. You might find his version of the Christmas story actually has a lot in common with the Christmas story you might want to tell. And this week, we're going to do another one, another Christmas story that we don't tell very often. Have you ever noticed how in movies uh, you often have soldiers that are just kind of in the background of a movie, but all the focus is on a hero or on a general, and the soldiers are just kind of there. Soldiers rarely get to tell their story. It's the same thing with, with mailmen. 
you never get a story about a mailman. They show up in all kinds of movies, you know. You know, you think about uh, that, uh, that one with Chevy Chase, National Lampoon's Christmas, where they keep waiting for the mailman to deliver the Christmas bonus. And then the mailman shows up, and it's just the Jelly of the Month Club, you know. They're quite disappointed. But we don't even hear the mailman's story. Well, today's kind of like that. We want to talk about the, the Christmas story that the angels would tell. And the angels are sort of the soldiers and the mailmen of God. Uh, the word, as Guy reminded us, it just means messenger. That's literally what angels were. They were God's messengers. And they also show up as God's army. God is the Lord of hosts, and they are God's soldiers. But they don't have a story to tell very often. Which is interesting because they show up in our Christmas story all the time. Before the Christmas story even gets rolling, they show up in Zechariah's life. Zechariah was an old man married to an old woman, and he was a priest, and he wanted a child. While he was serving at the altar, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. A little while later, Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, my wife is well along in years. Apparently you're not supposed to ask an angel how you can be sure when they tell you something because Gabriel seems a little bit offended. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent here to speak to you to tell you the good news. You want to know how you can be sure? Here's how you can be sure. You're going to be silent and not able to speak until the day that it happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Apparently, when God sends one of his soldiers as a messenger to deliver a message, you're not supposed to question it. Six months later, that same angel is sent with a message to a young woman named Mary. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, of course, uh, when Joseph, uh, Mary's fiancé, hears that Mary is pregnant, he's a little bit concerned that perhaps his engagement isn't going so well, and he begins to quietly plan to divorce Mary. So he also needs a message. And so God sends a messenger, a messenger to Joseph. Who else would it be but one of God's angels? After he had considered this, that is, divorcing Mary, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And then the birth happens. 
The messages are proven true. And the angels are sent one last time to deliver the good news that the king has now come. Some shepherds were in the field outside of Bethlehem, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will be the cause of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So the angels, they show up a lot in our story. But I wonder if they could tell their story. If they got their own story, what kind of story would they tell? I I think they would tell us that Christmas was for them the end of the beginning. That everything up until that moment had been prelude. Every message they had ever delivered had been in preparation for the messages they were to deliver around Christmas. Every battle they had ever witnessed had been in training for the battle that was about to begin. That Christmas for the angels marked the end of the beginning. And the main event was about to start. I think they would tell us that Christmas was the beginning of the end. That in Christmas, all that ever will be accomplished began to be accomplished. They would tell us, the end is near. And while for us mortals, that is sometimes understood to be bad news, they would have the clarity to see that the end is near is the best news ever. Christmas is the beginning of the end, and the angel's story would tell us that the end of all things is glorious. Here's how I think they would put it. They would say, we had been idle too long. It had been too long since God had given any one of us a message for God's people. And then, at first, a few were sent. In the privacy of the Holy of Holies, or whispered in a dream, the message was sent, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The promised King is coming. And then when it finally happened, God let us all go. And we all went down. We found some shepherds on a hillside. And the whole gang showed up to shout, Don't be afraid. The promised king has come. Your rescue is here. Glory to God from the earth to the skies. You see, we angels, uh, when we deliver a message, we tell people not to be afraid. Uh, We do this for two reasons. Uh, The first reason we tell them not to be afraid is we are, of course, terrifying. 
Contrary to your precious moments collections, we angels are the soldiers of the Almighty God who come buried, bearing a gleaming sword that burns with the fire of God's Holy Spirit. We are terrifying, and so if we didn't calm people down a little bit, they would never hear anything we had to say. But the second reason we tell them not to be afraid is because of the story of Christmas. This is our story of Christmas. You see, there is now quite literally nothing to be afraid of. Christmas was such an odd day for us angels because we could see so clearly what you mortals could not grasp, that the, the beginning of Christmas, the arrival of Jesus, was the end of fear. You see, Christmas is the beginning of the end, and in the end, God is victorious and Christ is king. You mortals live in darkness and have forgotten how bright the light is, but we live in the light and we know when the light comes into the darkness, the darkness cannot, would not, could not overcome it. You mortals live among death. It's all around you. And you don't even know what true life is, but we live surrounded by life. And what we know is that when the true life came, death cannot, could not, would not overcome it. You mortals live in shame and darkness and fear because you have never really known the glory of God. But we have lived in the light of God's glory since the first word of creation was spoken. And we know that the glory of God has now been revealed in Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. Fear not, for quite literally, there is nothing to be afraid of. I think that would be the angel's story. I spent some time this week uh, with some people who are afraid. I spent some time with some parents who have a sick child. With some friends who have a sick friend. I spent some time with some children that are afraid for their parents who need some help and they're worried they won't get it. I spent some time with some people afraid about some wounds from their past that can't quite seem to heal. I spent some time with some people afraid of their own future, which is sort of covered up in darkness and clouds. I even spent some time afraid myself this week. I have another 15-year-old. Our first day driving was yesterday. So I also uh, spent some time afraid this week. You see, Christmas is the beginning of the end, but it is not yet the end of the end. And in between the beginning of the end and the end of the end, we still fear, along with Zechariah and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, and so we need the story of the angels this Christmas. Because the angels see clearly what we sometimes miss. The Christmas story is the beginning of the end. 
And the end of all things is glorious. For our rescuing king has finally come. All enemies flee before him. So there quite literally is nothing left to fear. So what do we do? Well, we do what the angels did when their enemies ran before them when there was no one left to fight and no message left to deliver. They sang a song and worshiped God for eternity. And that's what we'll do today. Just a minute, the kids are going to come out and we'll worship together with them. Right now, let's close in prayer. Gracious God, teach us the story of the angels so that we would remember what we are quick to forget. That because of the coming of Christ, there is nothing left to fear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.